Punching Holes in the Darkness is a podcast by the Baptist State Convention of Michigan. It's an opportunity for pastors and leaders in Michigan churches to have their voices heard and to share how to best reach our mission field from Detroit to the Upper Peninsula. Welcome to another edition of Punching Holes in the Darkness. It's a podcast produced by the Baptist State Convention of Michigan. It's for our pastors and leaders of this great state of Michigan and the rest of our Baptist Zion. And we do so to provide encouragement, some inspiration, and hopefully a little information on how we may better punch holes in the darkness together. I'm Tim Patterson, your Executive Director Treasurer here at the Baptist State Convention of Michigan and your host for today. And today we have a phenomenal guest. We have a, a young man who we love here in our state and uh, many, many do. He is a church planter. He is uh, uh, on the council with the city. Uh, he uh, does all kinds of things in pastors, and he is also the president of our African American Fellowship here for the state convention. This is Mr. Antonio, Pastor Antonio Wimberly. Antonio, glad to have you today, man. Thank you for joining with us. Yes, thank thank you for having me. It's it's an honor to be here with you, Tim. Well, we appreciate you, my friend. Well, listen, uh, Antonio, why don't you give us a, I do this with everybody we talk to, and, and I like to know a little bit about you. I know things about you, and, and many here do, but there may be some out there who don't know, doesn't know anything about you, and they'd like to know a little bit. Tell us about you and kind of your background and where you've come from, and then be sure to tell us about your wife and your family and and uh, all of that. So, so why don't you tell us a little bit about you and your history? Well, just briefly, um, again, I, Antonio Wimberly. I am from um, Inkster, Michigan. I'm born and born and raised. I still live here to this day. Um, I got into church planning um, because of um, doing ministry at my church, my former church, Middle Belt Baptist. Um, I was always busy there working with the youth, and um, I just felt like the Lord wanted a lot more for me. And so um, the Lord called me to, to start a church. Um, that was a little, little scary for me, but um, here we are today. I kind of took that, um, took that call to say, all right, Lord, you know, I'll, I'll try. And um, the Lord has been blessing. And um, now our church is in Westland, but however, I tell everybody our church is in Westland, but our heart is in Inkster. Um, yes, but that, the Lord is kind of changing that though. Um, because we do a lot of ministry in Westland, wherever, wherever the Lord calls us, that's um, where we're going to be. Um, I think about the time, and Tim, I, I think I shared this story with you. Uh, when the Lord called me to plant a church, I was actually at one of our annual meetings in, um, uh, I think, at Grand, Grand Rapids. And there were church planters there up on the stage talking. And um, it was almost like the Lord was like, this is what I want you to be doing. And I called my wife and I said, wife, I think uh, I think we're supposed to start a church. And she said, OK, great. And um, I knew that was a God thing when she was on board, <laughs> um, because, you know, if you, you don't, you don't want to jump into any type of ministry or doing anything if your wife is not on board. And um, she was she was on board from day one. And so. Um, I knew that was a God thing because we didn't know what church planning was 
But she said, all right, I'm on, I'm on board. And so my <laughs> wife's name is, her name is Jessica Wimberly. And um, she's a nurse. Actually, she works down at the VA in Ann Arbor. And um, man, really, we're, I would, I like to say we're both uh, church planners because every decision, everything that we've done from the start, she's been um, right there with me. And she's kind of told me like, oh, I don't think you should do that. And um, I, I, I had to listen to her. And Absolutely. You better me, listen to her. A lot of good choices. <laughs> yeah, you better listen to her. Yeah, yeah, they have great discernment. Yes, they do. And so she's been she's she's been a blessing. But not only my wife, my my daughter and I'm actually our charge at our church is to be real, show love and make disciples. And um, as I, I was I went through the multiply training and um, one of the trainers, I won't say any names. Um, kind of told me like, oh, that's, that's kind of bland. Um, you got to you want to you want to go a little deeper. And I, I brought it to my daughter. I said, daughter, what do you think about this? I told her the other one. And she said, dad, this is our mission. Dad, that sound like you. And so we you want to stay with that. So even with planning the church, my, my daughter's involved. My son is involved. Like this is a family affair for sure. Amen. Well, that, that's exciting. Well, listen, you know, you, you mentioned a little bit that you were part of Middle Belt Baptist Church there and uh, under the tutelage of Pastor Larry Johnson. Great guy. Great pastor. Um, did you learn anything there while you were at Middle Belt? Did you pick up anything from that guy? Yeah. So, so um, Pastor Larry was my pastor just for about two years. Correct. Um, and so for those, those two years, I already had a, a previous relationship with Pastor Larry, but yeah, definitely got a lot from um, Pastor Larry. Um, he, he's very, very smart guy, um, but I think I, I got more of his silly side. <laughs> and so, um, but I just, uh, Middle Belt just had that family feel to it. And um, that's something I wanted to make sure that we incorporated at One Mission Church, that that family feel that that I received um, for many years as I was at Middle Belt. And I wanted to make sure that um, that that um, kind of moved right on over to one mission. And I think we're doing it. Uh, we just had a, a young lady, two ladies join our church. And that's the first thing they said, like this church is, is like a family. And so that means a lot to me. And so that's something I, I got from uh, Middle Belt Baptist. Absolutely. And Larry, of course, is just, as you said, he's a pretty smart fella. He really smart fella. He is sharp, yeah. sharp and a great preacher. <laughs> I always, I always take my, my life jacket when I go visit with Larry, cause it's yeah, going to get yeah. deep. I know that he's just a smart man. He does a great job. We love him and, and appreciate his leadership in it. and it, it's made a difference in your life. And it's going to make a difference sure. and as you are making the difference in others' lives. It's set Timothy principle. You teach one, you teach another, you trained another who can train another. And that's what's going on in uh, church planting in, in your life as well. Well, now church planting, now, is it everything that you thought it was going to be, or did you have any idea what you were really getting into when you started church planting? So, um, you know, Tim, one of the things when you, when you go into church planting, you start to meet other church planners and you're invited to different groups and, you know, people share different things with you about what church planting is, what it's not. And um, I, I tried to listen to, you know, take a little bit from here and there and listen to, to other people and what they had to say. But um, I would like to say this is everything that I prayed it would be and more. 
Um, sometimes it, it can get hard. Um, sometimes pastor, church planner, um, this, sometimes you can kind of feel like, you know, you're, you're alone at times. And that's just being honest um, with just with decision making, because sometimes everybody looking at you like when COVID hit, everybody was looking at me and I'm like, I don't know what to do, you know, but um, it, it has been a blessing. And I, I tell I tell our members every day, every every Sunday I preach. I'm just amazed that the Lord called me and that he would use me to share his good news to to this lost and dying world. And for people to call me pastors is pretty amazing. So yeah, I, I, you, I love it. It's hard work, but I love it. Well, you mentioned something, you know, people start out at pastors start out, you know, that uh, if you're in church planning or, or in a local church setting that's already existing, uh, many times the decision comes down to you. You are the lead pastor. You're the one who leads and people are looking to you for leadership. And that can be a lonely place and can be a, a very scary place at times. But I believe one of the things that we provide here in Michigan and also because of our relationship with the North American Mission Board is an enormously good support group. Uh, not just support group, like you're like, you're a drug addict. You need a support group that you deal through that, but you're in a, you're in a ministry that you need to lock arms with others and hear and have the help that can be provided from others around you. How has, how has the North American mission board and particularly, uh, the Baptist state convention of Michigan, some of the things that we do here through them and to collectively together, how has that helped you as a church planter? So, um, so I shared, um, so right around COVID, you know, everybody was kind of at a, a point, like we didn't know what to do. And, um, pastor Wayne Parker brought all the church planners together and we just kind of shared what was going on at our churches. People were sharing different ideas. Well, you know, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And so we're able just to, um, get fuel and get energy from one another. And, and so I, I love the fellowship. I love the network that we have with one another, because when, like I said, when you're down, it, it is um, the, the North American Mission Board, uh, SIN Michigan is very in, encouraging for us all. And so for me, I know it, it's very encouraging. Um, I just, I can remember one time I shared on, on Facebook. Um, I'm a transparent person. I kind of felt like I was alone. I, you know, Tony Lynn called me. It was like that next day he wanted to take me to lunch just to show me like, hey, the the, the Baptist State Convention of Michigan is, is here for you. The SIN Network is here for you. Um, when I became the president of African-American Fellowship, uh, Tim, you reached out to me and you took me out and and you shared with me anything that you need. You know, we're going to be here for you. And so um, I love the fact that we have that that network of, um, of believers and leaders, um, just all at the end of the day, you know, here for one mission, one goal. And, um, you know, to have that, to be Christ focused, Christ centered. Um, I, I, I love it. And then with, with, uh, the sin network, um, they send checks out of nowhere. I'm, <laughs> I'm just there. And man, it, it, I'm telling you, it is, it is a blessing. And I, I can remember, during lockdown, a check came and I said, I told my wife, I said, I think that's a check. 
I said, if that's $500, that's going to be a blessing because I need $500. And it was a check for $500. And so <laughs> um, the Lord used people. He used the North American Mission Board um, just to be a, a blessing. And so, like I said, I'm, I'm very grateful. And that's one of the things I, I want to bring to um, the African-American fellowship is just that network of fellowship and um, of, of believers just loving on one, one another and encouraging one another. And sometimes we just get cards. They say, hey, I'm thinking about you. Hey, I'm praying for you. That that means a lot. And so I, I love what we have here um, with, with uh, the North American Mission Board, the Baptist State Convention of Michigan. I, I just I'm, I'm an SBC guy. Um, I know I don't fit that SBC uh that look, but I'm. SBC. Oh, you do. Oh, you fit it. You look. You fit it, man. Because that's the wonderful thing about SBC, and a lot of people, a lot of people don't really understand that. But we are an enormously diverse body of people and yeah. churches. We are very diverse. We have you name the language somewhere today in the United States. There is a a church that will be preaching and sharing uh, the gospel in that language. It's just an amazing thing. And uh, we see that going on. We see uh, the different ethnicities, the colors, the race. It's just fun. And uh, mm. uh, there's a place if for you here at the Baptist State Convention of Michigan through our SEND uh, Michigan Network and through North American Mission Board. There's a place here for you. So if you're looking for a place mm. and maybe you want to talk to this young man right here, uh, Antonio Wimberly, and he, he'll encourage you about that. But I encourage you as well. It sure. is a good place. All right, folks, we'll be right back with our conversation and our discussion with Antonio Wimberly. But I just want to encourage you a bit and ask a question. What does it mean to be the church? What does it mean to be the church? Well, I mean, I, I think it means to be what God's called us to be biblically, and that is to, to thrive, to grow, and to develop as a body of believers. Sometimes that's a little difficult when you feel like you're the lone ranger out there as a pastor or a leader. You need others to come around you, others to join with you, others to pray for you, to learn from one another. And so we are helping our pastors through cohorts, and we call this being the church. And it's an initiative that we're using and starting that helps pastors do what God has called you to do, to give you the encouragement, to give you the, the tools, to give you the, the resources that you need to be all that God has called you to be as the pastor and as the church. So in the days and weeks ahead, as you hear more about being the church or let's be the church, look into that. Join one of the cohorts. When somebody asks you to be part of it, do it. Hey, listen, Antonio, we talked a little bit about uh, the African-American Fellowship, but the African-American community within Michigan, uh, you know, most of it's centered and we know geographically, most of it is of the African-American Fellowship is centered in the Detroit metro area. That's the largest, let's say, population density of African-American uh, folks who we're trying to reach with the gospel and many of our churches from there. How, how do you see that right now? What is the greatest need among our African-American churches within our state? What do you think was, would 
really, they, they have a great need, but what would really help them? I, like I said before, I, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I, I believe that that fellowship part and um, that support part, just knowing that um, you you have someone here to support you when there's a need to, to that, that hears you. Um, I, I, that's a, a big thing because a lot of our African-American churches, um, a lot of times the resources are, are needed. And so um, that's one thing I, I share that I want to bring to the African-American fellowship is just those resources. And so a lot of times it's not always monetary, but a lot of time it, it, is, it is monetary. And I feel like that's a great need for the, the African-American fellowship, our churches, um, when a lot of churches are older churches. So if there's, you know, different things breaking down and um, stuff like that, you you need that that financial help. And so I, one of those things I would say, that's one of the, the greatest needs that we have. Um, but I do believe our state convention is there to walk alongside our churches um, when they are in need. I think a lot of times we don't know um, that there's help there um, for us when we when we do have those needs at our at our different churches. And so that's one of the greatest needs that um, I see. But then also, um, I'll just say it and they may be mad, maybe mad at me a little bit. I don't think we're involved enough. Uh, we don't know enough of what's going on 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 a state level here at the church. We a lot of times we don't know what's going on um, just on the, the the local level. And so we need to be involved to know what's going on with our state. Um, and so when we come to the annual meeting, uh, we won't, you know, we won't be mad or be like, oh, I was overlooked. I believe we have to make sure that we're at the table. And so um, that's very Absolutely. important. Yeah. If, if, if you're part of a family, you need to hang, you, it needs to show up at the supper table every once in a while yes, with the family, you know, because that's where the real conversations take place. And yep. that's on a regular basis. And that comes from relationships, spending time with each other, uh, interacting with each other, uh, making a phone call, sending an email, a text, whatever, uh, but making sure that you stay connected and communicating with one another. Yep. And we at the Baptist State Convention of Michigan, we're not the experts by any stretch of the imagination. But what we do is help connect you with those who can help you. Other churches can help each other. Uh, we're kind of like, uh, uh, I, I don't know, maybe a, a transfer agency, so to speak. We just connect and, yes, uh, and make sure that you can find what you need. And most of the time, I find that one church, maybe on the other side of the state, is the one who's going to be the one that can help you the most. And it's not particularly something coming out of our offices here, but it's another pastor or another church somewhere. And that's vital. And that's extremely, extremely important. Yeah. And um, I believe that as we grow our African-American fellowship, it becomes more just part of the everyday fellowship and interaction with the rest of the Baptist State Convention of Michigan. And that's what we want it to be. Absolutely. And, that, and that's, uh, that's our heart's desire as well. Well, listen, one of the things that, that always intrigues me with, about young uh, pastors and young church planters is their preaching. And uh, they're all different. The styles are 
different and uh, how you do what you do is different. Uh, I think that's the uniqueness of being an autonomous church within a Southern Baptist uh, is that each church is independent and on its own. We don't tell you what to preach. We don't tell you how to preach. You know, for years I had guys tell me, oh, you're a Southern Baptist. You must get all your sermons from Nashville. They tell you what to preach and what to say. No, that doesn't happen. So when you're preaching, what what is it that you are preaching? One, you're preaching right now. What do you find is the greatest need for the folks in your setting? Now, I'm not talking about everybody else, but in your setting, what are they needing to hear? And how are you delivering that to them? And by the way of sermons or messages? What I, what the Lord has placed on my heart for one mission church and our so one mission, our, our, the Lord has called us to be a church that make disciples. And so um, I've been preaching to our, our church that this Christian life is not about us, um, that we've been called to to go out and to make disciples. So that means um, we need to go out and to tell people about Christ. Um, Matthew 28, 19, you 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 hear go, you know, that that's a command for us to go. But then to make disciples, I just preached on this. That's that's a verb. So there's action and making. And so we need to be working with people, loving with people, loving on people in our in our community. And so that's that's really what I'm I'm preaching and teaching. Listen, this life is not about us. The Lord has called us to a mission to serve and to lead people, um, lead people to Christ. And that's that's what it's about. And so I'm not into um you know, preaching sermons that make you feel good, all, all fuzzy. We, we about action. And, um, I'm, I'm serious about that. I believe that's what the Lord has called us to. And so, um, I think I share with you the, the new initiative we have at one mission is called 52 and right. that's the, uh, initiative to invite one person to church a week. And so I see, I see it already working at one mission church, uh, people, our members are inviting people to come to church and not only actually after you invite them, you're encouraged to continue to stay connected with them, to pray for them, to um, invite them to church again. Um, And we want to make sure that we're, we're making disciple makers at one mission church. So that that's the focus. Um, Like I said, I I, I ain't about making people feel all good. I know a lot of times we want to hear that. Nope. <laughs> well, you know, I understand that in their best, but I mean, when people are around you, they feel good. I'm telling you, you can't so help you, be around I, you. Yeah. It feel good. You know, but I, I understand I, what you're, you're not yeah. trying to, as, as Paul said, you're not tickling their ears with something. Yeah, that's it. You're going to preach the word and you're going to encourage yes, them and lead them. So tell me uh, what's going on uh, with any kind of outreach or ministry within your community. I know you do a lot of community things. You do some events and so forth. Tell us what you do there to make a connection with and connect with Inkster where your heart is. Yeah. So um, one of the the main things that we did um, in 2021 was uh, typically we have block parties and different things like that at our church. But the Lord really was just I feel like he was just on me like Antonio. Um, you say you're about the community, you say you're about the people, then you need to be in the community. And so um, there's a housing project that's right down the street from our church. And so um, we had three events in that housing project um, this year, but um, we were there in the, the community over over five or six times, just 
I'm knocking on doors, I'm handing out flyers, inviting people to church. And then we had our our events. We there's a community center where um, I asked the director, can we come and and set up? They allow us to set up, open up the 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 center for us for uh, for us to use the restroom and um the, we had a backpack giveaway where we gave away um over 100 backpacks um that we got through uh send relief and we gave out those backpacks and we fed the community and so um but they came we were in their community they were just able to open the door see us out there and we're able to invite them to church and then we did another event for on halloween actually um that was a sunday right after church we went down the street and we pulled up with our um, our block party trailer. That's um, another uh, sin relief that we received from, um, I think from Arkansas Baptist um, uh, Convention. And uh, we pulled up, no flyers, nothing like that. We just pulled up and uh, the community seen us there. And so the Lord is allowing us to make connections with the community by actually being in the community. And um, one of our um, our pillars um, of, of One Mission Church is to be initiative to to um, to to be um, intentional. And so this is one of our ways to reach the community is to be intentional. Um, not just people always coming to us, but really us going out. I tell everybody our our seats are purple at our church. Um, I, I, I share the Lord has called us to get out, out of these purple chairs and to go outside of these walls and to love on the community. And so um, we're really big in the community. I'm actually um, my son plays football. And even with football, we now have um, two families from the football team that's that comes to church on a regular um, a lady just reached out to me yesterday. She wants her son to come to Bible study. And so I know it sounds funny. I'm the pastor, but I teach the elementary kids. And so we have the football team, a few of the players on the football team coming to Bible study. And so um, the Lord is, I, and, I, and I share that with him. Like I'm here for football, but my, my main focus is to lead you guys to Christ. Um, and so we just had a banquet last week with over, a hundred families there and they called me up to pray. I didn't know they wanted me to pray, but um, I was up there praying in front of all of these people. And so the Lord is just opening up doors for us to be in the community. Um, I know COVID-19 is out there, but people still need Jesus. And so we're going to be out there. We're going to be masked up and uh, we're just trying to be intentional to be out in the community and model um, this Christian life for this lost and dying world. I would just ask that you that you would pray for um, pray for me and, and my family that um, we would stay we would, that we would stay the course. Um, we're we're new at this, we're just going on four years, and so I know that we still have a long road ahead of us. Um, that that we won't allow anything to come in and, and stop what the Lord is doing because He's been blessing, and so I know um, Satan is looking on and he's not pleased, and so. I know he wants to mess up everything God is doing for us at One Mission Church and, and the Wimberley family.
We will be doing that. And I encourage all of those who are listening today to pray for Antonio Wimberly and for One Mission Church, his family, and the ministry that God's called them to there in Inkster and also Westland, some of the other areas that God's called them to work in, and Mm. that God would bless them, protect them, and put a hedge around them as well. Well, folks, thank you for again for joining with us for another edition of Punching Holes in the Darkness. It's been our privilege to have Antonio Wimberly with us today, pastor of One Mission Church, president of the African-American Fellowship for the state of Michigan, and a dear, dear friend. Again, thank you for joining with us, and may together we all punch holes in the darkness. This has been Punching Holes in the Darkness, a podcast from the Baptist State Convention of Michigan. If you have liked this episode, please rate us and leave a review. That will help others to find us and enjoy these conversations too. And if you subscribe, you will be notified when new episodes are available. Join us next time as we help Michigan churches punch holes in the darkness.